0: What's this tau all about? What's this tau all about? You're listening
1: to What's this Tao all about?
0: a lighthearted look at Taoism
1: featuring Dr. Carl Totten and Todd Perry. Carl is the founder of the Taoist Institute in North Hollywood, California. Todd Perry knows a little about Taoism, and is mainly here because he owns a few microphones. Now, let's learn,
0: what's this Tao all about? Hello
1: everybody, welcome back to What's This Tao All About? My name is Todd Perry, and with me is the great Dr. Carl Totten.
2: Yeah, Wonderful to be here
1: And as everybody listening knows The Dao Te Ching is kind of the foundational uh, text of Taoism And uh, it's the uh, kind of foundational text of Taoism And we've gone through a whole bunch of chapters And now we're nearing the end So I thought, you know, Dr. Totten has been inspired recently to write The Next 81 uh, He just downloaded it Really, from the Tao, from you know, uh, from th- the source of creation, and so I thought, okay, well, let's let's finish up the Tao Te Ching, so we can get onto this new fun stuff too, because, <laughs> uh, so so we can do that. So today's show, it's just real nice and simple. We're just gonna go over three different chapters of the Tao Te Ching. Mm-hmm. Perfect. So we have here, we're just going to start off with uh, Chapter 66 of the Tao Te Ching. And I guess I'll start this one. And again, this is the Gia Fufang, Jane English translation of the Tao Te Ching.
2: I think it's pronounced Ja, isn't it? Ja. ja oh, I'm sorry. I'm ja sorry. Fu Feng, I think a Jane English actually corrected us. <laughs> she did. She did. <laughs>
1: that, that's, a, that's a strong person, that Jane English. She, she oh, wouldn't amazing. take any guff. <laughs>
2: she's amazing you know i I think about her background which is so strange compared to what she is now yeah you know she has a woman has a phd in experimental particle physics that's heavy duty (laughs) oh my lord you know what type of math mind you have to have to get a degree like that from a prestigious university that's incredible
1: As somebody with a uh, bachelor's degree in communications that took me seven and (laughs) and a half years, I'm humbled in her presence. So let's see here. So chapter 66 of the Tao Te Ching goes like this. Why is the sea king of a hundred streams? Because it lies below them. Therefore, it is the king of a hundred streams. If the sage would guide people, he must serve with humility. If he would lead them, he must follow behind. In this way, when the sage rules, the people will not feel oppressed. When he stands before them, they will not be harmed. The whole world will support him and will not tire of him. Because he does not compete, he does not meet competition." Dr. Totten.
2: You know, know, the the sage, unlike a lot of leaders, always tries to accomplish their work unobtrusively. Because the more you interfere, the more intrusive you are, the more you're going to push people. And the more you push people, the more opposition you're going to generate, right? Mm -hmm. And so the sage, rather than do that, is interested only in what accomplishes something, only in achievements, only in the greater good, only in keeping things as positive and productive and fruitful as possible. Whereas people who are not sages but just want power, they don't do that. Instead they do things that are gonna promote themselves. You know, their own self and ang- you know and angri- That yeah. is what they care about. And uh, Lao Tzu continuously warned against that. Well, that's, that,
1: not even, that's not even leadership if you're just there for your own self-aggrandizement. It's you know, yeah, well, not leadership at all. It's just self-promotion.
2: But tell that to certain leaders that we could talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they don't follow Lao Tzu advice at all. <laughs> it's I, all about me and how much money I can get, my businesses can get, my family can get, my party can get. It's all me, 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 me. Now, the only thing that I, that I have a hard time understanding is how everyone in the world can't see that. <laughs> you know, how, can, how do you not see, you know, if, if you have uh, you know, black and white polka dots you know, right in front of your face, <laughs> how can you not see black and white polka dots? <laughs> you know, how blind do you have to be to not be able to see? what's clearly right in front of your face what have you done to your brain and your perceptual skills to be able to ignore that I don't know I don't know
1: (laughs) it's in it's interesting in here because he says that the um, the sage leads from behind and if you ever see like a wolf pack you know, they have actually. They have, I guess, the strongest or most dominant ones are actually in the back of the pack. Yes. So they could take care of the most vulnerable. Exactly. Which is which is different from instead of like the guy waving the flag being like, "Hi, I'm the I'm the band leader. I'm out in front of the band. I'm telling everybody where to go." The the real sage stands behind, and obviously the the sage delegates and and you know and spreads everything around so that there's balance and then makes sure that. He or she protects the people from behind who are most vulnerable.
2: Mm-hmm. hmm Yeah. And recently, like in the last few months, I actually saw that picture of the the the, the wolf pack, <laughs> and thought that was so interesting. How the leader, the strongest wolf, leads from behind and makes sure that all the others in front of him are safe. hmm Very yeah, it also- interesting.
1: It also says, because he does not compete, he does not meet competition.
0: Right.
1: And I've always thought that, you know, in some like kind of work environments, you find those people that you have to watch out for, and those are the people that are highly competitive and see everybody as a threat. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of never been that way. I've always been kind of like, I'm just going to come get my paycheck. Like, you know, I'm not trying to say that I'm great or whatever, but I, I just don't kind of have that mindset So it's always interesting when you come around those people that do and you can see them a mile away, like you said, like the person sitting there wearing polka dots, dancing right in front of everybody. Uh, You see the person that will, again, because they're competing with everybody, uh, they're not fostering harmony. It's the type of person that's going to stab you in the back.
2: Right. Whereas you basically have made yourself very useful in your environment. And that has led to your success because people know they can count on you. They can trust you. You're reliable. You know you you do things that help the organization or the company or the, you know, for the greater good. You might say, and those become the people who get, in a in a wise organization, those are the people who are really uh, the most successful, because they aren't looking out just for themselves. You take care of yourself, but you also are looking out for everyone around you too. Those are always
1: the people that it's always like, oh, here's Joe. He's been with the company for 35 years, right. and he's mm-hmm. indispensable right. versus mm-hmm. the person that comes and flames out and crashes and burns. Right.
2: They come and go, in and out.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: Because they did not have everybody else's welfare in their Mm-hmm. And eventually they outed themselves. You know, they stuck out like a sore thumb. And they, they did not fit in the organization. And so they, they, either they, they felt they had to leave or they got fired. <laughs> hmm.
1: Let's move on to Chapter 68 of the Tao Te Ching.
2: Dr. Totten, would you like to read this one? Sure. A good soldier is not violent. A good fighter is not angry. A good winner is not vengeful. A good employer is humble. This is known as the virtue of not striving. This is known as ability to deal with others. This since ancient times has been known as the ultimate unity with heaven. You know, and I I think that by not overreacting, we're able to respond appropriately and according to what the best required in a given situation. By having skills, while not overreacting with anger or ego, we tend to find the best solutions to human problems. You know, you know the Buddhism and Taoism have been called like the middle paths, right, mm-hmm. for a long time, because they recognize that once you go to extremes, you're probably going to up, upset the apple cart. Yeah. <laughs> right? You put too much apples on one side, it's going to tilt and collapse and you put two little apples on the other side, it doesn't have enough weight to sustain the whole cart. So balance is almost always the appropriate way to proceed in individual affairs and in collective affairs. And so, as Lao Tzu says, you know, the the virtue of not striving. What he really means is not over-striving. This is known as the ability to deal with others. And in order to deal with others, you have to be fair, right? You have to be just. Because if you're not, guess what is going to (laughs) happen?
1: It's going to lead to your downfall.
2: Yeah, the people are going to get upset. They're going to revolt. And then, you know, you've created disharmony. And, you know, a good soldier is not violent. A good fighter is not angry, you know, because if you're violent and angry, what, how do you think the people around you are going to react? Are you going to take all that just sitting down? No. <laughs> you know, they're going to react with in kind, with similar violence and anger. And then you're going to have constant strife, one side against the other. And unfortunately, if you look at all of human history, what do you see? What I just this said. Kind of, yeah. yeah. <laughs> violence, strife. And anger one side versus another for thousands of years
1: now, now dr. Totten as someone who teaches kung-fu uh, how do you teach your students not to be overcome by anger
2: you know anger I find usually comes from someone who feels threatened if you don't feel, if you feel confident and not weak and you know both physically and in terms of your ego you don't have an ego to defend, and you already know you can defend your physical body from attack, then you can be peaceful. <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you don't have to overreact. You, know, you can just be you know, harmonious and try to balance things out in an appropriate fashion. It's people who don't know how to do that who tend to overreact, either because they're bullies, but deep down they feel a total lack of self-confidence like a lot of the bullies, you think back in school, they were not really successful people. <laughs> yeah. you know, they tried to lord it over others in order to lift their own spirits, you know. And they thought the only way to do that was by putting other people down. But w- what does that lead to in their life? Are they really popular? Are yeah. they going to be supported by others? no, no they're, they're going to be trying people are going to try to outwit them out maneuver them get around them get away from them uh, marginalize them whatever right? because they don't know how to get along with others
1: it's kind of like you know the i kind of realized one day that the tough guy is quite often the scared guy yeah yeah. yeah
2: exactly exactly it, and all that braggadery you know braggadocio that it's just an act you know it's just a false self because they don't they can't find their real self because their real self is buried under layers of shame and guilt and denial and anger that rather than turn their anger inward at their own uh, inadequacies they project it outward and they become hostile people yeah
1: So let's go over to chapter 66, I'm sorry, chapter 49.
2: Yes. That is, oh, go ahead. The sage has no mind of their own. They are aware of the need of others. I am good to people who are good. I am also good to people who are not good. Because virtue is goodness, I have faith in people who are faithful. I also have faith in people who are not faithful because virtue is faithfulness. The sage is shy and humble to the world. He seems confusing. Men look to him and listen. He behaves like a little child. (laughs) Hmm. Very interesting. You know, it's kind of like by seeking balance and harmony, we avoid conflict and reduce resistance. And because the sage behaves like a child, who is open and innocent and curious, people listen to them. uh, I have faith in people who are faithful. I have faith in people who are not faithful. In in other words, it's like he he trusts that things will work out okay. But because he has such trust in the environment and in people, people are drawn to that and tend to trust him and tend to do the right thing. Whereas the people are standoffish and suspicious and marginalize you, how are you going to behave towards them? Right. Prob- probably the same way, right? Mm-hmm, you, mm-hmm. Know, w- you know, we tend to attract what we're putting out. <laughs> and so a wise person, a person of Tao, through self knowledge, is always aware of what verbally and non verbally they're putting out. Yeah. Because they know they're going to attend to attract the same thing. And not just what they say that they're doing, but how people feel about them. What, 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 what is happening non-verbally. Because people can often talk a good game, right? Oh, yeah. But, but their words are deceptive and dishonest and are not really in the best interest of the whole of other people. They really just care about themselves. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, a lot of business people are like that. A lot of politicians are like that. (laughs) And, uh, you know, a lot of people who think of themselves as powerful derive their power from essentially putting other people down. Yeah. And nobody likes them. (laughs) No. (laughs) You know, they, they are creating disharmony. Um,
1: reading this, uh, it, the first line is, the sage has no constant mind. And uh, according to Derek Lynn, um, he says that, that basically it's because they're not attached to dogmatic thinking. Mm-hmm. But they're not attached to dogmatic thinking, you know, as, in, you know as, as we've talked about many times versus, you know, some kind of views of the world. Um, and they're, they're not hard set. But where they are constant with is their virtue. Mm-hmm. Um, the sage's mind is constantly changing Given new information And the sage is open to change And so therefore is not dogmatic And is also not that ego-driven Therefore isn't trying to fight with you On, you know, uh, on basic issues uh, But uh, virtue goes beyond that It goes beyond ego, you know, by its very nature So,
2: And that it, virtue has its own power, right? Yeah. That virtue really, you know, is the energy to align and attune with nature and with the greatest good for all, and that creates its own power to accomplish things and actually get things done that are sustainable. And that type of energy and power is to be admired.
1: Yeah. And it's also saying, you know, he's the sage is good to people who are good and good to people who are not good. You know, the sage is it's not what other people are up to isn't going to affect him or her. You know, it's when when you have that kind of primal virtue, it it doesn't matter who you're dealing with. You're always going to treat them right. And, you know, and you're going to be that example. Um, and the same thing. I, I have faith in people who are faithful, and I have faith in people who are not faithful, because virtue is faithfulness. So, the the, the key is it's you can always be changing your mind due to changing circumstances, um, but virtue is forever.
2: And if you expect people to not be right, guess what? They won't disappoint you. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's true. It's true. <laughs> You know, they, they will be attracted towards the expectations that others set for them. And that's why we have to kind of like bend over backwards, you might say, to allow people to find the right path. Because a lot of people don't really know the right path. You know, if you look at how they, they were raised, you know, their family, their community, you know, the values under which they were taught, they were taught wrong. Mm-hmm. They had negative role models, you know. Um, some of the our recent uh, uh, infamous presidents, if you look at their f- family, their father, their grandfather, it was all cutthroat, right? Dog eat dog. Yeah. And so, what type of a person do you think comes out of that situation? Well. <laughs> Guess what right, right? The, the apple does not fall far from the tree <laughs> what you and, see what you see is what you get <laughs>
0: and
1: by the sage being good to people regardless, uh the sage is kind of setting an example right that it that you know sometimes people uh their their behavior is based on the standards of others, you know right. If people have low standards around you, then maybe you're going to be more likely to lower your standards, you know. Um, But if you have higher standards, then maybe you're going to, through the art of Wu Wei, without forcing people to, but just because they see your example, they're going to raise theirs.
2: Exactly. Exactly. Which is why, you know, kind of two things. One, discernment, and two, kind of having like an inner compass. You know so that you know when you're heading in the right direction you know when you're off you know when you're not being like fully committed you know when you are not being enough inauth- when you're not being authentic you know it's because if you can't self-correct then either you're gonna always make mistakes or you're gonna always be looking outside of yourself for the answers and a person who's always looking outside of themselves for the answers is very easily led down the wrong path. <laughs> mm-hmm. Trust me, there's always a strong man out there who says, I know what's best for you, follow me.
1: Oh yeah? There's no shortage.
2: No. Go back and read what Hitler's speeches back in the 30s. I know what's right for you folks. Just follow me. Just give me all the power and I'll take care of all of you.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: and, and by the way, these people over there are your enemies. These Jewish people, these Hebrews, we should exterminate all of them. It's like, what? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You You know, so it's dangerous if you can't find that sense of propriety inside yourself. And if you're not in an environment that has nurtured the good inside of you, because then you become vulnerable to... strong men who are really dictators and are looking out for themselves and will use you to be manipulated and controlled and dominated so that their own sense of ego is fed. And that's very, very dangerous.
1: I'd like to thank everybody for tuning in to What's This Dow All About? Uh, Thank you, Dr. Carl Totten.
2: You're very welcome.
1: And for those of you who would like to hear... Dr. Totten and I talk about some other things a little bit outside of what we talk about on Taoism. Just go to patreon.com slash what's this Tao all about and you will find probably eight or nine shows, depending on when this airs, of us talking about everything from strange religions to Hawaiian spiritual practices to 2001 A Space Odyssey to classic books about psychology. You can hear it all at patreon.com or if you want some guided meditations. Uh, Just go to our website, and for $35, you get three guided meditations and an episode that's never been released. So, you have a plenty, if you've enjoyed what we're doing, there's plenty of ways to support us. So, thank you very much, and thank you, Dr. Carl Totten.
2: Thank you. Always fun.